On this week's Vero Beach social media pop-up podcast, we have Rob McCallum. He's the broker owner of Exit Right Realty. We talk about real estate, marketing, and why Vero Beach is paradise. So give it a listen. You're going to love it. I guarantee it. Here we go. All right, welcome everybody to the Bureau Beach Social Media Pop-Up Podcast. We're here with Rob McCallum, broker owner of Exit Right Realty, and we're sitting here at Walking Tree Brewery where they make their own beer. It's a pretty cool process. Uh, if you're looking, if you're watching on YouTube or Facebook or on video anywhere, hopefully you can see those barrels and tanks in the back. So thank you, Brooke and Mike, for letting us do this here. But Rob, how are you today? I'm doing fantastic. I mean, I'm here, beautiful Vero Beach, Florida. It's a sunny day. It's gorgeous out. And uh, I get to uh, enjoy a nice beer and conversation with my favorite social media team. So <laughs> what could be better? Well, thanks, man. Uh, so you, have you been on a podcast before? I've been once, yes. Okay. All right. Did you get to drink beer on that? Did not. No, it's, this is going to be a little bit different of an experience. Uh, I can't not say. Not a few of these back. This could be like a two <laughs> or three hour long podcast. Yeah, and you never know what's going to come out. If we can get the card to work. It's yeah. failed on us twice. So uh, we'll see how this one goes. But, Technology's uh, good. But Rob, I want to talk a little bit about Exit Right Realty, uh, the real estate market, your thoughts on marketing. Yeah. You're a Rotarian. I want to talk about Rotary. I want to talk about Craft Road Wing Fest that you guys put on. But first, tell us about you and your family and how you got to Vero Beach. Let's hear it. Sure. So, I mean, the short story is that my wife told me that she's moving and, uh, and then asked me if I was coming. So that was that's the short story of how I wound up in Vero Beach. But the longer story is, um, you know, I was uh, you know, a sport management major out in in Nichols College out in Massachusetts, that's where I'm from, and I just, uh, I went to Salt Lake City, Utah, where I actually got a job with Real Salt Lake of Major League Soccer, and uh, that's really what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a general manager of a, of a sports team one day, um, and I sat my general manager down one day, and I said, how do I get your job? And uh, he said, you don't, and very nicely, very politely, and told me why. And uh, it's basically they were looking for someone with a legal background or someone that has actual experience playing the sport at that level. And so um, that killed my dreams. So then I decided, uh, you know, that I looked at the other per- the other projection upward and I just didn't like it. So I decided to come back and find something different. Decided I wanted to be in my own business and what that looked like and started an insurance. Met a, a gentleman that had a real estate and insurance company, partnered with him. And uh, I grew the insurance book, and then I bought him out a couple of years later. That's how I got into real estate. And uh, then when I got, we merged that in Massachusetts. And then when I got here to Florida, we decided it was time to reopen the real estate company. And we found Exit Right Realty, which uh, Exit just felt, we fell in love with the philosophy of Exit Corporate, what they promoted, what they really um, aspired their people to be what they inspired us to kind of promote and and put into our agents. So uh, we loved it and we've been doing that ever since and couldn't be more happy. So that's kind of my short version of the journey to Vero Beach. But uh, you can blame my wife, Colleen, for actually physically being here. It's a great story. I've heard it before, but I I love the story. It's my favorite question to ask people that aren't from here is how you ended up here. And that is the best answer I think I've ever heard. My wife said, I'm moving. Are you coming? Yeah. Well, the the coolest thing, too, is I I have a lot of history here. My great-grandparents lived in Vero Beach. Um, My great-grandfather was a teacher at the Vero Beach schools. He was a math teacher. And um, then my grandparents moved down in 92. And so I basically become an to Vero Beach since I was uh, six weeks old oh, wow. and uh, yeah so I come at least once a year 
and um, you know we, we just have a lot of history in Vero. I've always loved it. It's a really quaint, cool town that just you know is beautiful and has a lot of attractive qualities from someone from the Northeast. So um, couldn't be happier now that we're settled here. We just bought our kind of forever home and we're settled. So. Yeah, we'll, loving it. We'll, we'll hammer that a little bit more about why this is paradise and the things that you're doing marketing-wise to kind of show prospective buyers that. Yeah. Um, what I want to ask you about, which I think is really interesting, is five years ago, I never heard of Exit. Yeah. Ever. Now, I'm seeing it more and more often. And again, full disclosure, we do some ads for you and we market your company and all that stuff. But right. the, the, the real story is I just literally never heard of the place. And now, how many agents do you have? You have a ton now, right? Yeah, we have 42 agents. Um, we've got, we have two offices, one in uh, Melbourne, right downtown Melbourne, and now uh, one in Vero Beach. And um, we have agents also in Port St. Lucie. So we kind of span. That's just our own franchise. We actually have 70 offices. I think it's like 500 plus agents throughout the state of Florida alone. Um, and then throughout the United States where, you know, we're all over the place and then also Canada. Wow. So Exit's a pretty big name. They're 24 years old and, you know, they're just growing like like crazy. So, yeah, I love the idea um, of what you guys have to offer with your realtors, especially with all the all the tools and all the, the access that they have to. I mean, it's basically you log in, you, you sit down at your computer, you log into this program, and you've got everything right at your fingertips. Yeah. I don't know, and I'm not even asking you to really answer this, but mm -hmm. I don't know how many other brokerages do that. I can't imagine that it's a lot. Yeah, I mean, we definitely have a unique platform for our agents to simple technology where they can go in. You know, they can run Facebook ads. They can run marketing materials for their uh, listings. Um, they can prospect for buyer clients right off of their resource center. We also have links to a lot of training programs and other things that are offered throughout our, our company, both corporate and local. Um, so, I mean, there's just a lot of stuff that's available at their fingertips 24 hours a day, seven days a week. That's um, just there. So that's really unique from what we've heard about the marketplace. I can't speak for other companies. A lot of companies offer a lot of great stuff, um, but I just know that, you know, ours has not been matched as far as I know. Um, so One of my favorite things, and it's funny, it really has nothing to do with digital marketing. Well, I guess maybe a little bit, but you have a sign out in the yard and you got a QR code or a website right yeah. there and the, the, the prospective buyer pulls up, they see the sign, they snapshot the screen, the, the QR code, or they put it on the site. And now you, the realtor, now the, the listing agent knows, yeah. I've got somebody looking at my house, I can call them right now. Yeah. And it's uh, it's awesome. So I think yeah, it's, really cool. it's, a, it's geolocation signs is what we have. So we have a, you basically text exit to 85377 and well, hold on. again exit don't text them. oh exit yep to 85377 so if you're listening do that right now yeah exactly <laughs> so that would be that will show you whatever houses we have in the, the local area so that that information and those pictures would download right to your phone and then also the agent is getting a automatic text message saying this number is in front of this listing, um, give them a call, see if you can help them out. And then that way it's it's a good way to kind of also lead capture, but also, you know, help your sellers really get the most amount of eyes and, and offers that could potentially come your way. With all the technology uh, changing the way that it is with real estate, do you see other brokerages? And again, I'm not going to ask you specifically, but right. do you see other brokerages that are falling in a great housing market, by the way? Yeah. They're just falling by the wayside either because they don't understand the technology or they're too lazy to try to understand it. Do you see that a lot or are most companies keeping up with the, with the Joneses? Um, so that's a two-part question really. Uh, so there are companies that are chasing tech 
And then there's companies that are, are digging deep and really making sure they're maximizing their relationships. Um, and that's what you see in more of the smaller brokerages that, you know, there's so much technology that's available that it's just overwhelming for someone that doesn't have a big brokerage behind it that's either developed their own technology or um, has access to it somehow. So, you know, what you're seeing is the, the relationship side of things are still really, really strong. Exit has a little bit of both for you. So we really believe in nurturing the, the whole um, relationship of a client or a relationship with an agent to broker. That's really what we're about. But we also have the technology that supports that relationship. Um, so we're not really seeing like brokerages fall by the wayside necessarily because of the technology. It's just an extra tool that we end up using to help the, you know, help get in touch with those people. And then we help our agents keep those relationships going, maximize that relationship and, you know, really develop it over the long term. Gotcha. So I, I can't really say that, you know, I see smaller brokerages or whatnot failing to do that. It just depends on if they're trying to chase tech, it's, it's, that's where you're going to, they're going to get into trouble because, you know, it's expensive. It's hard to figure out which way, the right way to go. And these big companies just have it at their disposal. Understood. Gotcha. So how many realtors do you see coming to you because of the tech or because of the way that exit is structured? Do you see them leaving other brokerages and coming to you because of that? Um, yeah, so we do. We have a we have a fairly, so the, the agents that we meet with, we have a very high conversion rate. So once we tell the exit story, once we, we get in front of them and we show them all those tools and technology that they have at their fingertips, and then we kind of explain how we operate, how we do things, and what our philosophy is, um, we've never had anyone been up that's been upset leaving that meeting. Sometimes they're not ready to make the moves for whatever reason. Um, but we, you know, for the most part, we've gotten most people we've talked to have have made the transition. So interesting. So what is the pitch? I guess, <laughs> and maybe you're making it now. Maybe you're not. <laughs> but uh, what's the pitch to a realtor to to leave their existing? brokerage is it always a good fit for exit or no okay no and uh we are pretty selective with with who we actually want to bring on I and mean, we've said no to some agents um there you know that it's just and it's not for any reason other it's just not it's not a good personality fit for for either my leadership style colleen's leadership style or you know just what exit offers in general um and vice versa sometimes they don't think that we're a good fit for them um but at the same point it's just it's all about, we're very genuine with our message. And, you know, we always hear the, you know, oh, every brokerage offers X, Y, Z, ABC, how are you any different? Well, because we deliver and we, you know, have agents that will confirm the fact that we deliver on our promises, you know, and we have our agents as our first priority. And so they can put their clients as their first priority. So it kind of just has that nice little circle. And that message is, is all the way from the top from our CEO, Tammy Bennell, all the way down to you know the broker owners level, and then our, we instill it in our agents. So um, we, we talk to uh, realtors all the time. We just sponsored a, a realtors luncheon um, uh, last week, I guess. Um, and one of the questions that I asked, there were 50 realtors in the room, mm -hmm. and I looked at one woman. I said, "Why would somebody choose you over?" And I looked at the guy over here, and I yeah. said, "Over you." There's 50 of you in here doing the exact same job, trying to get the same listings, trying to sell the same houses. What makes you different? And I guess that we've kind of done that with exit, but it's funny because that's on a brokerage end too. It's not just a realtor end because the realtors are getting the buyers and sellers and then the brokerages are getting the realtors right. that are getting the buyers and sellers. Right. So, yeah, yeah, it's all that, it's all that, uh, that kind of level up and <laughs> yeah. 
yep. trickle down stuff. So when it comes to networking and belonging to groups and all that, you are in a BNI group. You're a president. Yep. You're a Rotarian. What other what other ways do you try and network and get out to meet realtors or to meet buyers and sellers and all that stuff? Yeah, so that's really my 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 job within the brokerage is is the outreach part of it. So getting involved in different groups, being involved in different um, organizations. Uh, the big ones I do right now that I focus a lot of time on because you know also I have a wife and two young kids, so you know the extra time is a little limited for anyone that knows what that's like to have a two and a three year old and under the same roof. Um, so you know I, I'm heavily involved in Rotary. Um, you know, that gives me a lot of, um, of my service side of things where I like to give back to the community. Um, but it's also a different type of networking because we're, you know, kind of like-minded people that are in the same room every week and top of mind. So that's a big thing that I built my businesses on is the networking aspect. B&I, you're there for business. So, you know, you're there every week talking to people about what you do, how you do it, who you're looking to meet and really getting to know them on a personal business level. And, um, you know, so those have been my two, you know, really focuses for, you know, networking face-to-face, -face, staying top of mind. Um, but I also, re I do a lot of reach out. So I do, you know, people in my contact sphere, I'll follow up with the ones that I, you know, I really like and want to like stay in touch with. So I'll talk to them monthly, weekly, you know, whenever they pop into my mind and I'm on a drive, just pick up the phone, give them a call say, hey, how's it going? What's, you know, what's going on? Can I help you with anything this week? Um, so that's really my my biggest thing that I do as far as, you know, that face-to-face -face personal touch stuff. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, I own a tech company, but I'll be the first to say that the best way to, to gain and keep business is to just pick up the phone and make a phone call. Yeah. And you can do that in 1950. Simple. You know, yeah. but 70 years later, and it's, you know, the, yeah. sa the same mindset. Um, but I think that... The, uh, Using technology and digital media and things like that just gives you another touch point on how to do it. But I think yeah. you hit the nail on the head. A lot of people try to substitute technology for the old school way of doing right. things. It's a supplement, not yeah. not not a substitute. Well, and that, that's what I always tell my agents: like, hey, listen, technology is great to help you connect with the person, but there's still a person on the other end of that technology, whether it's text messaging, whether it's social media, whether it's whatever. How are you going to deal with the face-to-face -face interaction of actually being a human being, having a conversation? off text messages, seeing the social cues, how do you carry yourself, what's your body language like, um, and those are things we always talk about with our agents because, yeah, tech is a great way of connecting you with people, but you still have to then build Follow that through. relationship <laughs> to make them, you know, to have them know, like, and trust you so they'll want to use you and then even maybe build a relationship, become a friend, you know, and a lot of our agents end up becoming friends with their clients afterwards, and it's, it's really cool to kind of see because that means what we're preaching to them works, and then they're getting referrals from their friends instead of just past clients that they talk to once a year or whatever. Yeah, no, so. totally makes sense. Totally makes sense. Yeah. So we're gonna switch gears just a little bit. Absolutely. Uh, Rotary, you're involved heavily with Rotary yep. and the Florida Craft Brewing Wing Fest. Yes. So it's coming in a few months. Yep, February. Talk to us about it. Yeah, so um, if you haven't heard about Craft Room Wing Festival. It's one of the biggest. Well, if you haven't heard of it, you live under a rock. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's start there. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, it's one of the best, um, or sorry, one of the biggest events that happened in Vero. I think we average, um, I think it was like, I think we brought in like 15,000 people last year. Um, and it's just this massive event. It, it happens at Royal Palm Point. 
and it's just all these vendors, craft brew, and when you know the, those craft brew stations, and there's live music, there's jumbotrons, there's you know it's just a ton of fun. It's a one day event, and um, you know it's the funny thing is that people like you know like to make suggestions and whatnot, but they have no idea what goes on in the planning, permitting. Like I mean, we're, we've been meeting already about this for two or three months, um, you know, planning it. And last year, you know, we had met for nine months prior to it, and then we had to cancel it because of COVID. But, um, you know, it was, it, it takes a ton of planning and it's a, it's a lot of fun. The event is awesome, but it really raises a ton of money that Rotary Club, and for those of you that don't know about Rotary, um, Rotary is one of the best charity that you can give to. I, I forget the rating system for charities. I, you can go online, but a plus. It's, yeah, it's, you know, it's like it's like ninety. It's basically like I think ninety four cents out of every dollar actually goes back to giving. So the overhead for Rotary is really, really, really small. Whereas you know some of the other bigger charities are you know it's really only like forty cents out of every dollar that goes to the actual cause. So if you look, you know, look at Rotary Given, when you're giving, you know, money to a charity like that or an organization like that, you're really, you're maximizing your dollar and your give. So um, that's why I really love Rotary, but it's also a lot of great people um, who have done a lot of things in, in the town and throughout the world. Um, and it's, you know, that's what's kind of shaped my mentality of how I want to be and live my life is when I joined Rotary about nine years ago. So. It's a, it's a cool organization for sure. What got you into Rotary? <laughs> like all my best decisions in life, uh, a woman told me to do it. So <laughs> I, uh, when I, when I got to, when I, uh, when I, um, got to Liberty Mutual out of one of my, um, my boss at the time told me to get involved in, in something and, and start getting involved in community activities. So I joined the 4th of July parade and there's this little old lady named Virginia Gray. Um, and she was like basically just a really active, like 80 year old woman. And she said, uh, I want you to come with me to this meeting on Thursday. I'm gonna buy your dinner. I'm gonna buy your first dinner, but I won't buy your second dinner. And she said, because by the second dinner, you're gonna have an application and you're gonna become a Rotarian. I was like, I have no idea what that means, but okay. Um, how can I say no to you? Because you're scaring me. So, I, um, I went and uh, the rest was history. I fell in love with the projects that they do. They were doing a water project in I think Dominican Republic at that time. You know, and you just hear all the, the needs throughout the world of, you know, things that we just take for, uh, for granted that we just have. That's like, you know, like think about like being able to have clean water right. and not being able to worry about like parasites or just having the knowledge of what clean water can do for you is is something that some of these countries just have no idea about. So, um, you know, to be able to help in those projects and, and go over and donate and, you know, help in any way you can, it's just a really cool thought. And I really got involved with it heavily. And yeah, the first time I ever heard of Rotary, um, the, uh, I think it was your Rotary group, because I remember yeah. Chris Vorce being there, mm -hmm. planting palm trees at the Little League field. Yep. And I'm like, who are these people? Like, they're not <laughs> Little League parents. What, what are they doing? Yeah. And uh, somebody said, oh, it's the Rotary Club. Yeah. What's that? So I went, I went, and uh, I was a guest. And unfortunately, you guys meet Wednesday mornings at 7 a.m. Yeah, to get breakfast my kids club. to school and all that. My wife working, it's hard to do that. Yeah. So I do understand the two and three-year-old thing. <laughs> but um, 
but you make it work somehow, some way. Yeah. But, uh, the awesome wife that yeah. allows me to. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Rotary is an incredibly uh, awesome nonprofit uh, organization. It is a, it is a connection too. I mean, it's a connection, oh, yeah. uh, a, a basis, I guess. Yeah. Uh, foundation. So yeah. Um, yeah, I love Rotary, and uh, yeah, the Craft Room Week Fest coming February. You know the dates? Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head. I want to say it's 19. Andy, would, do you know the dates for Rotary? For I want to say um, it's February 19th. For the uh, craft room. 19th? February 19th? 19th. February 19th. Yeah. I was right. You know how we know that? 2022. We're building, we're building the website. Yeah, yeah, there you <laughs> there's, go. Actually, there's a okay. countdown on the website to the minute. So Ooh, there's a countdown. Yeah. Once it goes live. Okay. Perfect. All right, a countdown to the minute once it goes live. All right. So yeah, we're pumped. Well, it's not live yet. We're actually putting it in for once review. It, once it goes live. Once, yeah. it, goes once live. it goes live. We're putting okay. it in for review. Um, I was hoping it'd be this week. It might be tomorrow. Okay. Um, but uh, anyhow, there'll be a brand new website. Everybody will know all about it. We've done the marketing for them for, I don't know, three of the last four years. Well, yeah. every you've had it over the last three right. years. Uh, obviously, last year got canceled. But uh, it's really fun. One thing that I don't think people understand about the Craft Room Wing Fest is... It's a family event. Mm -hmm. People hear, oh, craft brew. Eh, I don't really want to bring my kids down there. Yeah. You do want to bring your kids down yeah. there. It's amazing. It's a great it's time. really fun. There's kids events. There's live music. It's a lot more than just beer. And they have chicken yeah. wings. I mean, yeah. come on, the, Yeah, exactly. The yeah. And they have a chicken wing contest, so they're bringing their A game. Oh, yeah. And it gets heated. Tell you what, like those people do not like losing, so they 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 get a little kickstart. They you know put a little extra barbecue sauce or you know hot wing sauce, whatever they got going on, and um, you know it's a lot of fun. So the vendors are you know have a great time. The chicken wing you know competition is great. The beer the beer and the craft brewers are awesome. And then there's also a section of home brewers actually, which a lot of people don't know. Um, and so these are people that just are you know brewing the beer in their backyard or whatever and there's a they get they get into it they love it yeah. and uh they're all the beer is fantastic so we love it i was gonna check the sound levels we had stevie wonder for a second i wanted to make sure that you guys could still hear us i think i think it was fine i'm not yeah, gonna worry about it good but uh, yeah the home brewer is really cool that's actually how this brewery started yeah these guys were home brewers yeah they started this brewery so it's a little apropos that we're here talking yeah. about florida craft brewing week fest with, and know. it's actually funny so two years ago at the vip party i was talking to um there was a brewery that was just was about to launch as like an official brewery so outside of the home brewer they're actually able to distribute whatever that next level is and um, so it's kind of cool to see some of these home brewers progress into, you know, becoming a, a company and a distributing brewery and, and whatnot. So, you know, following those progress. And we have a, a gentleman uh, in our Rotary Club that works really closely with those home brewers named Justin. And he's, um, you know, he's just very passionate about, about that group of people, which is great. So he's got the connection so we've got a lot of awesome options for everyone yeah so Florida Craft Room Week Fest February 19th 2022 yep. so you got a few months yeah um, again we're here at Walking Tree they're always a participant there um, speaking of the, the Wing Fest uh, or the Wing part I was with Little League last, well, last year that you had mm -hmm. it. we won some award People's Choice Award or some award I, I remember we were slinging stuff <laughs> the guys over at Caps were helping us but uh, yeah the Wing thing is amazing too so again yeah. if you're not a drinker if you don't think it's a family event Still go, yeah. have fun, eat chicken wings, bring your kids. Yeah, bring your kids. I mean, and you know, I personally recommend this, but bring your dogs. I mean, oh, yeah. we've seen a lot of dogs there too. So if yeah. you've got fur babies, you know, they're welcome to come as well. Yeah, it's a big grassy area. So yeah, absolutely. It's always great weather. You know, I heard the story. I don't know if you ever heard the story, but um, Paul Drittenbass, yeah, a Rotarian, passed away yep. a few years ago. Yep. 
rest in peace. I mean, Paul's a great guy. Yeah, I've heard. He, I never met. I never had the pleasure oh, of meeting man. him. He was he was a saint. He was the one that came up with the idea for Prep Room. Yeah. Just a Rotarian. And he was the one that came up with the, the second or third Saturday in February because he looked at a farmer, farmer's almanac and realized that that was the day in the whole year where it rained the least in Vero. Like over <laughs> the last 50 years or whatever, that, that, that weekend was the best weekend, especially with the weather and everything. You know, it's nice and cool It is out. funny because they talk about it at those planning meetings because they actually, um, it's only rained one year and it was like the last 15 minutes. And it was like perfect because it's just like cleared off all the crowd so that we could start the cleanup process and whatnot. And, um, you know, so that's that they always talk about it, like that it's always been a really nice, shiny, sunshiny day, um, you know, and we haven't had to deal with too many rain problems. So it was some great uh, forethought, some good foresight from yeah. uh, Mr. D, who actually has a beer here named that. So, yeah. Uh, anyhow. Um, I want to wrap back around real quick, and then sure. we'll wrap this thing up, but I want to go back to you. We were talking about how Vero Beach is paradise. Yeah. We have a video series coming out starring you. Yeah. Uh, we've shot one so far at Riverside Theater. We have a bunch of other places. I think this would be a really cool place to shoot one of these. I agree. But talk to us about why Vero is so special and why it's paradise. So the thing I love about Vero is that it, it has the right type of growth going on. So you don't see the massive high rises that are going on the beach and you won't see that because there's legislation against it and whatnot. So and you've got a lot of zoning members. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. And you have a lot of people that are protect, protecting the integrity of what Vero Beach is and how it's going to be developed. So you've got like, so you don't have that kind of growth that's gonna commercialize it, but you have the type of growth of like these breweries that are popping up the restaurants that are going on downtown. Like when I was coming here, since I was, as I said, six weeks old, like there was nothing downtown, you know, probably for, you know, till the last 10 years or so. Um, and it's grown steadily that it's attracting different demographics of people. So you're growing the right way. So you're growing and you still, you know, if you want the city atmosphere, you can go to Port St. Lucie, you can go to Orlando, you can go to Tampa, whatever you want. If you want the more quiet beach town that still has a lot to do and is centrally located to everything, I mean, you're two hours away from anything, like the farthest drive. We were just talking as we were getting yeah. our beer, going to Orlando. I'm going to Orlando yeah. Saturday for a soccer game. It's an yeah. hour and 45 minutes away. Absolutely. Then Sunday, I'm going to Miami for a football game. It's two hours. Yeah. yeah. Easy, yeah, and so you're centrally located. So if you need, if you want that, that option, you have several. You have Orlando, you have Tampa, you've got Miami. You have all these different options that are right around you that are not that far away. And the coolest thing, if you want, like you know, your tropical island pair. I mean, you got Key West, like you know, that's that's five hour drive. That's not that far away from here. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's it's paradise for a lot of reasons. But you have everything you want: beach community, restaurants, bars. You know, like the outdoor life is just awesome. You got kayaking tours, you've got boating tours, you've got everything you want, golf, tennis. So it's paradise because it offers so much that any age can really enjoy it. And it's never going to be that city-like feel or have that quick changing because we have the right people in place that, you know, are making sure that that's gonna stay, that Vero is gonna stay quaint and an attractive town. I've been here almost 30 years and I couldn't I couldn't agree more. I couldn't argue with a single point that you made. I, yeah. I love it. People tell me all the time, you know, what do you love about Vero Beach? And I say, the only thing I say is if I could pick one place in the entire world to live, yeah. the entire world, this is it. Yeah, I absolutely. live where I would want to live. 
Me too. And, and not a lot of people can say that, especially people from the Northeast. Yeah, I, I'm from I'm from Massachusetts, and you know that's that's what you look for in a town. It's you know, and I come from a beach town in Massachusetts, and so does my wife, and we couldn't be happier with Vero Beach. It's you know, it's just uh, you know, it's it's everything we want for our family. Um, you know, school systems are good. You have a lot of options. You've got you know the safety and security. You've got everything that you really want to grow and and you know raise your family. Um, and it's just, you know, I couldn't, I can't say enough good things about Vero Beach and, you know, our decision to move here was great. Yeah. And I got to thank my grandparents because they're the ones that basically brought me here. So. <laughs> That's how we ended up here. My grandmother yeah. lived here and we were in Fort Lauderdale and moved yeah. here. I was a little kid. I was in elementary school, but we yeah. moved here because my grandmother was here. Yeah. Same, very similar yeah. story. It's all a progression, you know, <laughs> great grandparents, grandmother, mother, and then us. So. Well. I've asked all the questions I want to ask. I've gotten all the answers I want. Andy's over there. I, I can't think of anything. I'm listening to half of them. The music doesn't help. So. Andy can't hear because of the, <laughs> the they music. They turned the sound system on. Yeah. I got a shout out to you tell guys something. to hear it, but not too loud to where the mic picks it up too loud. Right. There you go. You're good. You're good. I'm looking yeah. at the level. Yeah. Anyway, you get what um, I'm saying. So any other, anything else you want to talk about? I mean, again, we're not limited on time. No, I mean, you Sitting know. Here, drink more beer. We yeah, plenty of battery power. Oh, the battery power. So yeah, we'll, we'll just keep power. talking until the battery power goes out. There we out, go. So. So, well, this is plugged in, I guess, yeah. for the camera. No, <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, I just, you know, it's if anyone's thinking of moving here and wanting to um, just have a tour of the area or, you know, ask questions, I'm always available. So whether you're going to, you know, use me or not, it doesn't matter. I'm always up for a conversation. A relationship guy, that's about what I like to do. And, and uh, so I'm always up for a good conversation about anything, really. Usually when I have realtors on, I talk about the market and what it looks like in this net. There's really no point in talking about it. Market's yeah. good. Yeah. It's still a great time yeah. to buy. Still time to sell. If you're looking to buy or sell, call Rob. Yeah, what I will say is the one question that we, we get a lot that's um, kind of a fallacy is, you know, is the market going to crash? Like, are the prices going to come down? And there are zero indications that that's going to happen. Um, and even more so in an area like this and in Florida because people are moving here in droves. Um, so, you know, if you're waiting for the price point to come, I would say make sure you're doing the long-term math and the interest rates are still incredibly low. So if you're getting a 30-year mortgage, make sure you're doing the math to make sure that, you know, if you think you're paying an inflated price, well, well, if we cut, if it, let's just say it does come down $20,000 or whatever, and the interest rate goes up two points, I mean, you're paying more over the long-term than you would be paying now just paying more in the actual purchase price. So, um, you know, speak to your mortgage broker, get the full picture of what it is now, what it would be at a different rate, and, you know, make your decision at that point because, you know, people are actually, they're, they're saying like, oh, I'll just wait for the market to crash. I'll wait. It's not crashing. I mean, it, you know, I can't say that with 100% certainty because you never know, but, um, you know, it's there's not, no It's definitely indications. not crashing due to the real estate market. There's no flaw. Yeah. I mean, there's no fraud going on. You still, it's, you know, you have a lot of, red tape you have to get through to qualify for a mortgage there you know you can't i think it was called ninja loans back in like 2008 no income no job rate mortgages were, through, were, were <laughs> oh, insane they'd, you. They'd, yeah. they'd get you in at you know well at the time three and a half percent four percent by the end of the second or third year you're paying six or seven percent and just like you said yeah. a two-point gap yeah. is huge in a Massive. monthly mortgage yeah people it were losing their it. jobs yeah it would double it i mean and that was the thing because back then you were what well, you had in a couple of different things that was going on so you had the adjustable rate mortgages, but you were also having no income verification. So right. 
I could basically get a mortgage in my dog's name right. <laughs> and it wouldn't make a difference. So it's right. like, now you've got someone that's got five mortgages and it's not really gonna hurt them because it's not actually in their name. Right. And so they, it's easy to walk away from that. And yes. you have, and they were just really bad, I mean, the lending practices back then. So you had like, that person would have five mortgages, all adjustable rates that were all set to explode in, you know, right. I think it was like 2006, 2007, and double tripling their payment on the monthly basis. But they didn't know that because they didn't ask those questions and the mortgage people were not explaining those well, processes. They went in, they, the, the mortgage broker knew they yeah. didn't have income. They're trying right. to get them the lowest mortgage payment possible. Paid on it. Yeah, yeah, right. Here's the lowest mortgage payment possible. Yeah. The catch is it's gonna boost through the roof right. in a few years. And if you, the, the other problem is if you did catch on to that and ask that question, like, okay, my addressable rate, what's it gonna be in five years or whatever it is? And the mortgage broker would just say, oh, it doesn't matter because you can just refinance. Right. Yeah. And so it's like, oh, okay, so I'm good. I can, I get this teaser rate for the next two or three years and then I'll just refinance what could go wrong. It's like what I do with Comcast. <laughs> Every time they have a special, yeah, for yeah, one exactly. month I pay the full price and I call them again and I get this discount again. <laughs> yeah, it's not exactly. that easy though with mortgages. No, it's not. And there's a lot, of, there's big implications because that sends ripples through every other you know, yeah. securities and, and all that stuff. And, and then it just, it basically what it did is it put us in a freeze point. So people, one, couldn't do anything because banks until they could get their, their stuff together couldn't lend money. They right. were on a frozen lending pattern. Um, and people couldn't because they're upside down in their home. So like the other big piece right now is everyone, like a lot of people have equity in their homes. So their homes are worth more than what their finance amount are. So when that does is even if you were behind on your mortgage the bank still wants you to sell your house and get out with as much money as you can they get there not paid you leave with some money and then they don't have to ruin your credit for seven years right. so if people are in that situation have a conversation with me because yeah. i will i'll be happy to walk you through what that looks like banks are not in the the mode or they are not interested in owning property Banks, uh, banks own money. They don't want to own houses. They don't want to own houses. That's a drain on their books. They yeah. want to get rid of it. They want to make sure, and they they want to get rid of it without a loss. If they right. can. So right. they're going to try to or work with you. Or mitigate the loss. Or mitigate yeah. the loss. So they're going to try to work with you to make sure that you know the best situation for you and for them is taken care of. So that's where there's the foreclosure process. Is their last step? They would much rather do more of a short sale, or even if, as I said, you've got equity in their house put it on the market, see what you can get for it, and you know, kind of prove that that sale price. So um, so there's all sorts of different things you can do before you have to get foreclosed on and have a problem for years. Good stuff, man. Yeah. Well, cool. I'm done with my beer. Um, we can solve that problem if you want. <laughs> I think we'll solve it after uh, yeah. as we're packing up. What do you think? Yeah. Any, anything else to add? I don't know. That was great, guys. Good. good. All right. yeah. He couldn't hear. He says it was great. It yeah. looks great. It looks great. Great background again. It really does. It's beautiful. Rook yeah. and Mike Malone, thank you guys very much for letting us do yeah, this here. We love it. It's Rob, great. thank you for joining us. Thanks um, for having me. Yeah, man. I, I cannot wait to, to listen to this to see. You know, if we have Daft Punk, Stevie Wonder, and all those yeah. guys uh, in the background, it's all good. To see what it sounds like. This is the first one we've done without the headphones on. So yeah. Actually, we, I think we shot Baron Borgs without. I was in office with no Andy. Yeah. So <laughs> this would be real interesting for Andy to edit. But, yeah. Uh, anyway. Cool. Yeah. Well, thanks again. I all appreciate right. it. And Thank um, you. we're going to get another one of these. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Wrap thanks. it up.
Take care.